Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, Jeff Trunapole, and as always, I'm bringing you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of the Cincinnati Cyclones. This show and every show is brought to you by T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out their website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right, guys, if you found my show on YouTube, do me a favor, hit that like and subscribe button. I am up to 518 subscribers. That is awesome. Let's try to shoot for 600 here. All right, things are starting to open up and slowly. Uh, NCAA voted yesterday, on-campus activities can resume in football and basketball starting June 1st. The NCAA Division I Council, Council voted Wednesday to allow, to allow voluntary, voluntary on-campus athletic activities, like I said, to resume for football and men's and women's basketball starting June 1st. Now, people want to know, what does that mean as far as your school goes? Well, I found this excerpt from Ohio State. Uh, Ohio State's athletic director... Or excuse me, athletic directors are already making plans to to have athletes on campus. Ohio State's athletic director, Gene Smith, said Wednesday on a teleconference that schools are well, schools will allow voluntary workouts uh, to resume June 8th. One other thing he said for everybody who's worried about if we're gonna have um, fans in the stands, they are, I'm not saying they are or they aren't. Um, at least at first, it probably won't. But football, it's going to be a couple months. So they might. But uh, Smith said that they have worked on different plans, letting at least you know twenty five percent capacity into the sh- uh, the horseshoe. Which I mean, horseshoes holds over a hundred thousand people, so you could pretty well social distance there if you only have 25 percent capacity. And I really do think, like I said yesterday, as much money as. Football teams are going to lose. Like, NFL teams are going to lose. Colleges are already losing money. Um, as it is right now, they're starting to cut uh, athletic uh, programs. You know, like you see, they cut the men's uh, soccer program. So, they're starting to cut programs. So, I think they're going to do everything in their power to at least get some fans in the stands. Me, personally, I think it's a free country. If you want to go to a football game and take your health and your own risk, go for it. But that's my own opinion. <laughs> now, Major League Baseball, they came out this week with a protocol for starting the season under the COVID-19 pandemic. Managers and coaches will wear masks in the clubhouse and familiar behavior like high fives, fist bumpings, and spitting will be prohibited. Okay. I don't know about you guys, but they have said that it is um, for us to keep ourselves protected that we shouldn't touch our face and stuff. And I have tried, especially like when this first, this really first started back in March, you know, we started shutting everything down. I really tried not to do that. It's hard because <laughs> I don't even think about it. You know, I have an itch here or there, my eyes itch or whatever, and I'll just do it. Like, oh man, am I supposed to do that? So to me... That's what spitting is and high fives and stuff are for baseball players. I mean, 
I, I'll go meet somebody I've never met before. I'm like, hey, how you doing? You know, oh, I'm sorry, I'm not supposed to do that. You know, it's just a reaction. They're gonna prohibit that. I mean, I think try not to do it is a better way of of saying it. But trying to prohibit high fives, fist bump, and spitting is silly. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't. What are they gonna throw them out of the game if they do it? <laughs> All right, team mascots, bat boys, and bat girls. We'll be banned from the field. A plan. Now this is <laughs> this is this is funny. Okay, the plan even suggests that players wear their uniforms to the ballpark and not take showers. Okay, all right. We're all trying to stay cleaner and more hygienic, right? So why in the world would the players? not take a shower and wear their dirty uniform home. <laughs> that makes absolutely no sense at all. <laughs> Sorry. All right, and there will be no exchanging of the lineup cards. That I I can I can I can kind of understand. Maybe you spray it with Lysol and hand it to him. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Okay, because there wouldn't be any fans in the stands. At first, Major League Baseball would provide background audio for the telecast. So it would be like, you know, laugh tracks they had in the 80s uh, TV uh, comedy. So we're going to have a uh, lot laugh tracks, but it'd be pumped in um, crowd noise. Just for the, because everybody's going to be watching it on TV. Now, don't get me wrong. If this is what it takes to get baseball back, go for it. I'm just thinking it's a little bit much. Now, this, I, I, don't, I don't understand. Okay, the scoreboard video operation would be prohibited. What does that have to do with... You need one guy probably to run the scoreboard. At least to keep the score up there and stuff. And What does that have to do with keeping the virus? <laughs> but they're allowed a guy in a different booth run the music. <laughs> okay. Alright. Um, now... The teams will be allowed 50 players under this plan. Now, that I, I have no problem with because, I mean, they haven't played since uh, the end of March. And there were the pitchers are not going to be ready and stretched out to go. And as many games as they're going to have to play, including doubleheaders and all that stuff, we're going to need – they're going to need multiple players, especially in the bullpen, to get these games uh, played. Because you are going to run into injuries. You are going to run into to, to guys who just can't throw or can't play or whatever. So, so I have no problem with the 50 players uh, on the roster. Now, the teams are asked to respond with their suggestioned, suggested inputs by May 22nd. Now, I said earlier in this week that I think they could cut like 80 to 90% of this stuff out. But come on, people. This is getting ridiculous. I mean, they can't take showers. Take showers. What? <laughs> they can't run the scoreboard operator. For what? It's one guy that runs the scoreboard. How's that that going to spread a virus? I mean, I don't care. I mean, if that's what they have to do to get baseball back, fine. You know, I, whatever. I think it's a bit overboard. And now I know the players have voiced their concern about it, about risking their lives to go play baseball. And they want to rule, so... MLB said, here's your rules, as ridiculous as they are. <laughs> um, 
So you got all this going on. You still get them fighting about the money. I, I mean, I, at this point, NBA is closer to starting than Major League Baseball is. I mean, they're saying they're planning on starting by the end of, uh, I think, the end of July is what the NBA commissioner said the other day. There's a very good chance that, that they could come back by the end of July. The NBA, that is. Major Baseball, you got just get it together. Like, just start playing. It's a very minimal contact sport. I mean, seriously. If the NBA is pretty set, look, I mean, the, the commissioner come out and said that he thinks they can start by the end of July. And they contact each other way more than you guys do. Come on, let's go. Get it together. Come on, stop being petty about you guys up there. The, Owners are upset because the players won't do didn't want to do a 50-50 split. The players are upset with the owners because, in their mind, they already had a negotiated thing at the beginning of the year, you know, with the, 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 the pandemic happening. So I know you all guys are all irritated with each other. But you know what? Us fans are the ones that are stuck in the middle going, we just want baseball. I don't care if you wear a mask. I don't care if you don't take a shower for a week. Play freaking baseball. Get it together. God, overthinking and overthinking is driving me nuts. (laughs) All right, let's talk about a little happier subject, my Cincinnati Bengals and their wide receiving core. The Bengals wide receiving wide receivers draws praise and ranked among NFL's best. The Bengals have surrounded Joe freaking Burrow with plenty of talent at wide receiver and running back. A core of A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, John Ross, Alton Tate, and T. Higgins is about as good of a group as a rookie quarterback could ask for. Exactly. I would just need to make sure the offensive line is that good. Pro Football Focus agrees. The Bengals wide receivers are ranked 11th. 11th in their latest ranking. So, the Bengals, like I said, if they, hopefully, as I was talking about yesterday, hopefully, Fred Johnson can be, or Fred, yeah, Johnson, can be the right tackle, and he is a diamond in the rough, and him, him on one side, Jonah Williams on the other side, Hopkins in the middle, figure out our guards, and we go forward, and we have a very, I'm not gonna say dominating offensive line, a very good offensive line. Because if you look at LSU's uh, offensive line, there wasn't one first-round pick off that offensive line in this year's draft. So they didn't have a great offensive line. They had a good offensive line. Joe Burrow was able to work with that. As long as the Bengals' offensive line is as good as LSU's was, Joe Burrow is going to tear the NFL up. I'm very confident in that. And I'm very confident that I'm going to be there <laughs> and my, with my season tickets and my Bengals stuff on and watching the game. At least I hope so. If people would just stop overthinking crap. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just getting really, really frustrated with all this stuff. All right. Okay. This is um, from Bagel's Wire. The Bagel's performance in free agency tabbed as one of the best upgrades in the NFL by ESPN's Michael or Mike Clay. He outlined his top 25 upgrades this offseason and slotted the Bengals at 21. 
Now, that's also, that biggest thing is because they landed DJ Reader, and I think that boy's going to be a beast. Especially next to Atkins, Reader, Atkins, Tandem, I think is going to be flat and nasty in the NFL. I mean, I, that's where, like I've said, how many times did Lamar Jackson have his highlight reel, two of his biggest highlights against the Bengals? I don't think that's going to happen this year. I think with Reader there and Atkins there, and hopefully the the, the, the linebackers that we drafted, uh, more and more I hear about Logan, I'm more and more get more and more excited about him. I still would like to draft Jones, but if if Johnson is good as they think he is, I think we'll be all right. The one of the biggest things the Bengals did in the offseason, they concentrated on trying to stop Lamar Jackson. That's why they got Reader. That's why they got all the cornerbacks who can tackle. Because how many times did we miss? Did Bengals miss tackles? They're in their secondary. They missed and they missed. And Lamar's just spinning around, going past them. I don't think that's going to happen this year. I think we got we've upgraded on most our positions in on the defensive side of the ball. So I really think we are set to go after Baltimore, which we that's the team you have to be. They. I got an argument with my buddy uh, Billy, who actually is going to be on the show with me tomorrow. Me and him will <clears throat> he'll do a, a show with me tomorrow. Anyway, me and him are talking about. He said that um, Baltimore is the best, the most talented team in the AFC North, which I agree. That's what the Bengals' focus are: is to beat them, <laughs> you know. And that's what I think they did uh, in their free agency and the draft is to try to get past Baltimore, at least compete with them, because they destroyed us both games. So, that is where the Bengals' mindset is at. And with the wide receivers we have, that's including John Ross. And John, I, ple- I pray, pray you stay healthy and pray you play to your potential. Because if he does, and we got T. Higgins, and AJ's healthy, and Tate, and Boyd, whoo, we're going to be good. <laughs> it's going to be fun to watch them play and watch them tear people up, I think. Yeah, I get it. I like I said, I'm the guy with the glass half full. You know, you gotta be realistic. It's kind of hard not to be a little excited about what they've done. I mean, if you can't get excited now, then when in the world are you ever going to get excited about your team? And they might go in the first game, they might fall flat on their face. I have no idea. But right now, they're not because they're not playing anything. <laughs> so you can be excited about it. It's okay. You're allowed to. And if you want to get excited about the Bengals and talk about them, check out my uh, Facebook groups that I help run. I got Bengals Nation, Reds Country, Bearcats Country, and Cyclones Country. Like I said at the beginning of the show, I am up to 518 subscribers on YouTube, which is awesome. Let's get to 600. I mean, it seemed like I crawled up to 500, then shot right past it. So let's keep going, get to six, and then seven, then eight, then nine, and yeah. And if you're listening to me on the podcast, if it's on Apple Podcasts, do me a favor, give me a five star review. And all other podcasts, make sure you like and subscribe. And other than that, today's Thursday. Tomorrow's Friday. Got to figure out who my Zeke of the week is. Like I said, check out tomorrow's show. Got to have my buddy Billy on here with me. And me and him will (laughs) probably get into some arguments. And it might be an interesting discussion. We'll see. Other than that, that's your sports, baby. Tell all your friends about me. See ya.